Good morning, everybody. You don't even know what this episode's about to do to you, okay? Like, I am so fired up and excited to share this at the moment because this is such a big topic that I struggle with all the time, and I think so many of you probably do too. And my best friend, one of my best friends, Lauren, she's back in Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania, and we always talk just like through Snapchat or like we'll be texting here and there, group chats, whatever. She messaged me this week and was like, can you please, she did like, I think she sent me a video on Snapchat. She's like, can you please do an episode on like how to, um, like, like tips on how to stop like putting things off basically, because she said that she'll be at work and she's constantly trying to do tasks during a certain time of day that she has to get things done, but she finds it hard to focus during that time at work. So then she finds herself staying like an hour after work to get that done when she could have got it done during that one time, that hour that she could have done during the day. So this really resonated with me because this is something that I see in my life all the time. And it is the most frustrating, defeating feeling that you could ever have ever. And that, my friends, is self-sabotaging and procrastination, okay? Not friends of ours. We don't like them. We don't want to hang out with them. They are not invited to the party, but they continue to show up, okay? So that is what we're going to get into today. How to not fall victim to self-sabotaging and procrastination, because that's just not going to happen this year. Like, I'm sorry. I've spent too many of my years struggling with these things, and I just want to share everything that I've kind of what's the word? Um, I want to say like soaked up like a sponge, like everything I've taken in, all the knowledge I've taken in to give to you guys so that you guys can apply this to your life. And I can't wait to hear how these things help you because I already know a lot of them are going to because they're crazy, 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 but very simple things that our brains just sometimes can't come up with to kind of create the solution that we're looking for to get stuff done. And to ultimately just get out of our own way. It's so frustrating whenever you know what your goals and your dreams are, but for some reason you just feel like you are this close from getting there, but you can't even force yourself to do the things necessary to get you where you need to go. And a lot of times that does come hand in hand with mental health. So we're going to kind of break all that stuff down. But for me, self-sabotaging and procrastination are things that I told you I struggle with all the time. And I've especially been noticing them more recently. Like... I am in a stage in my life right now where I know I do not want to be doing my career long-term, which requires me to be really working when I'm not working to, and, and that just gets even more confusing because like what I'm doing right now is considered work, but I'm not making money from this. I, it just sets my soul on fire. I love this. So I'm not getting paid for this, but I invest a lot of my time into this kind of stuff. So it's me finding time outside of my nine to five and also this and content creating that I also don't make money from most of the time or a lot of the time to find ways to sit down and educate myself on ways that I can make money in the things that interest me and in content creating and in my next steps for where I want my life to go. So I've been noticing myself self-sabotaging a lot in those areas on me knowing things I need to get done, but just simply putting them off. Like the most important things to get me out of my biggest stressors in life, which is my job currently, you know, it's, it's the worst thing in the world. So I'm here to break it down for you and to kind of explain to you what helps me and what I'm really working on personally right now in my day to day. If I allowed myself to continue procrastinating the way that I am, with the things that I am procrastinating on, like, for instance, educating myself on, it's something called UGC, which is like user generated content. So creating content for brands. So I don't necessarily have to post them to my 
like profiles or whatever, but I get paid to send them to brands and they post them and whatever. You know what I mean? So that's like a huge way that I could make money right now. And I know so many people are taking off and making so much money with it. So that's one of my goals. And I'll talk to you guys as soon as I know more about it. But I've been putting that one thing off, right? To just educate myself even 15 minutes a day on that topic. I've been putting it off and I've been putting it off and I've been putting it off and I've been doing all these other things, which I need to do still. But I got, there's like no excuse at this point. Like there's zero excuse in order to get myself out of my current situation and create a better life for myself overall in a, the life I want, I have to start from the bottom and learn, you know what I mean? So that's what I have to do. And that's just a sacrifice I have to make right now. So your brain's going to try to self-sabotage you a lot of the times from taking the steps that you need to take to get where you need to go. And I know a lot of you can relate to me right now, but let's break it down. Before I fully get into this, I do want to tell you a little bit about my day. So, so far it's been a really good day. And in general, I've really been trying to work on my habits and create good, healthy habits for my life and to just create habits that I want my future self to have. So for instance, that's going to hot yoga at least once a week, but I've been trying to do twice a week on top of working out. So today, woke up, went to yoga. It was actually my first yoga class by myself. I've always went with my friend Shelby. And she ended up um, sleeping in and she ended up going to the gym instead. And I was like, you know what? Like, I already paid for this. Like, I could be like, you know what? I'm not going to go. But it's like, no, Michaela, you literally want to go. Okay. It was your idea to go. If you don't go, one, you're just losing $10. And two, you're self-sabotaging yourself and basically cock-blocking yourself from the person that you want to be because you know, one, how good that's going to feel and how much you enjoy it. And it forces you to have a new experience where I can learn and force myself to grow. So it wasn't even, I, so basically this is what we're going to get into. Stop negotiating with yourself. It, Cause like that is your brain trying to be like, Hey, just get back in bed right now. Like your legs kind of hurt. Like you could just go back to bed. Like it's, it's early in the morning. You could like still sleep a little bit and still get up early. Like this is the way that your brain will try to negotiate with you. Okay. And we're not doing that. So I noticed that behavior today in the morning and I was like, no, we're going. Like I was already dressed. Like I'm like, we're freaking going. I'm not playing this game with you, Michaela, like figure it out. So I just like made the effort, did everything I needed to do. And I was out the freaking door and I went, I made it like two minutes before it started But it was so good and it showed myself that I can do all of the things that my mind tries to tell me I can't do. I am so capable of all these things. And I'm telling you this so you guys can apply it to your life too because I am somebody who struggles with that stuff all the time. And these are serious like ways that I've noticed small wins for myself because the more small wins that you have, they rack up and they rack up. And you begin to just have like this big win in your life where you just see your life taking off in the direction you've really been wanting it to go for so long and nothing Nothing, my friends, feels better than that. So I did hot yoga this morning. So I was really excited about that. Then I sat in my car. I uploaded because I actually made a vlog about going to yoga and like getting ready for yoga. So I posted that before I even left. Drink my recovery aminos and creatine on the way home. Okay, then it's just all these little habits. I I do certain things at certain times. And it's really allowing me to make sure everything's happening that I want to get done in a day which depending on all you want to do, it can be a lot and it can be hard if you're not sitting down to plan those things. So we'll talk more about that later, but got home, walked Marshall, did a mile walk and then went to the gym, did chest and tries and shoulders. Cause I've been switching. I've been putting my shoulder day, which normally would be its own day into two separate days. So I got all that done, right? Whatever. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys all about my morning, but the whole point is it was a really good morning. Went to the gym Um, did everything I would normally do, did a little bit of core, 
did my push-ups at the end, like did not allow myself to get out of anything that I like wanted to do today, even if I was kind of like taking a little bit more time or trying to push things off. Like I was like, no, we're doing it all. Went to the sauna, sat in there for eight minutes and I listened to a meditation. My headphones died in there, but I still was like, no, you're going to stay in here until your phone goes off outside of the sauna. So I did. Then I went and got a latte and here we are. Okay. We made breakfast. We took, we ate our greens, our supplements. We had a nice breakfast, whatever. And I sat down, made the outline for the episode and now we're doing it. And I'm going to tell you, this is the whole point. The things that I really, really need to do, like the biggest priorities in my life right now, honestly, are like creating podcast episodes and making sure I'm consistent with that because this is a huge thing where I do want my life to go in this direction. And I do want to make this like a job for myself because I know how much it makes me happy and I see the the changes that it's causing in other people's lives already. I just know where this could go. So my whole point is I did something that I was procrastinating a little bit, which is just sitting down to do this and listen to me right now. I'm happy. I'm on fire. I'm in a good freaking mood. Okay. So my whole point is procrastination is literally causing you to never become the person that you want to be. And it's just getting in your own way. So let's go. I think a lot of the times, sometimes when we want something, we know it takes work, our mind and our body block us off from trying to start that said task because it seems too hard. And it can be the easiest thing ever, but your mind will continue to tell you that it's a mile away, that you'll never get there, that you won't be able to get it done. So for a lot of the time, our minds will get in the way of us ever starting when it's those little things that we're putting off that will get us to the place that we want to be and the person that we want to become. The way to conquer self-sabotaging, okay, I'm about to give it to you, is to get control of your thoughts and stop negotiating with yourself. And the way to conquer procrastination is to just start small. Start small and make your goal manageable for yourself. So as I always do these days, I am looking up the definition of each of these things so we can start with that. So you can kind of get an idea of one, what it actually is at the end of the day, and then we're kind of break it all down. So self-sabotaging, it is behavior or thoughts, especially of an involuntary or unconscious nature that are harmful to one's own interest or development. And that's so big because I like made my outline on what I wanted to kind of touch on with you guys. And then I looked at the definition and I was like, wow, that's like literally what I, it's like the biggest way that I've noticed that I've gotten in my own way over the past couple of years so much, because I know that like the person that I want to be and how I am and how I used to be and how I'm going and whatever, but certain things get in the way and make you not want to show up for yourself anymore. And a lot of the times that is mental health and that's pulling yourself out of a dark place. So It's just really awful because self-sabotage, if you give it enough power, can truly rule your life. So we're not going to let that happen anymore. So how to get control of your thoughts. You want to allow yourself to be aware of what's going on in your head. What thoughts are you having? Are you talking negatively to yourself? Are you stopping yourself from taking the first step? Because a lot of the time, that's how I'll notice it with myself. I'll be talking negatively to myself like, just being so mean to myself in certain ways. And it won't even be super obvious sometimes. It'll be just casual. Like you won't notice how you're talking to yourself unless you allow yourself to sit back and listen and notice. How are you feeling in a certain environment? Because most of the time, the way that you're feeling in that environment is because the way that you're nurturing yourself in that environment. Are you talking negatively to yourself, acting like saying that you like look stupid right now or you look so like you don't like your outfit, you look gross today, like whatever it is, right? 
any type of feelings, any type of thoughts you're allowing yourself to have on repeat are going to come to fruition in your life. And it's going to show up in how you act every single day. So essentially the first step is just kind of getting familiar with what's going on in your head and not judging yourself for it, noticing what's there. Because by allowing yourself to just kind of see things for what it is, it shows you how to tweak things and how to fix it. And I've had to do this with myself and I've noticed, wow, like I am really, really, really talking badly to myself. No wonder I'm anxious. No wonder I'm depressed. No wonder I don't want to do anything because I am telling myself lies every day. And that's the things that you'll tell yourself are not the way that you'll show up in person. Like normally I'm saying like the, the things that you'll say to yourself in your head do not match up with the person that you are. Like, I just want to get that really clear for you, for anyone who needs to hear that, because the way you are genuinely your most authentic self is probably amazing. And sometimes your mind or your brain can get in the way of that and start to allow the anxious thoughts that you have to make you start acting a way that is not you. I don't know if that makes sense, but I did want to touch on that really quick but a huge form of self-sabotaging. So what I would recommend ways to really kind of break this down even more to get comfortable with what's going on in your head and kind of know like, are you stopping yourself from taking the first step? Like what patterns are you noticing? Like, have you been telling yourself for the past couple weeks that you're going to do this one thing and then you haven't done it? Like, have you been telling yourself, oh, I'm really going to start learning about this. And then you just haven't put the time in your schedule or made the time in your schedule to kind of do that thing. Or have you been telling yourself you're going to start working out and then you haven't actually stuck with it? You know what I mean? Which is fine if that's the case, but it's just good to be conscious of that because that can that's a huge way that we self-sabotage all the time. So first thing I'd recommend doing is journaling your thoughts, which I've talked about before whenever you notice that you're feeling this way. So let's say that you notice that you were just like anxious for no reason, or you notice that you cannot get control of your thoughts really, or you just want to get, you want to get better control of your thoughts. Even let's say you're not anxious or even like self-aware of what's going on. Allow yourself to just randomly sit sometimes, maybe on like your lunch break or something and ask yourself, how am I feeling? Like, how am I feeling right now? How do I feel about myself? What's upsetting me? What am I happy about? What do I need to get done? Like, it's just asking yourself questions essentially at the end of the day, which seems so simple, but if we're not taking the time to not have any distractions and to actually make sure that we have the time like set aside where we're not on the go, go, go. Because for me, I know a lot of the time I won't have time unless I make time for certain things. I will literally, like on days where I work dental hygiene, I will be up, going to the gym, doing all the stuff that I want to do in my morning routine, eating, walking my dog at work for literally eight to nine hours. Then I come home. Then I have to do chores, dishes, make dinner, get a shower. And then I have to work on other stuff. You know what I mean? So if you're not making sure that you have that time every single day to just sit without stimulation, you might not make the time for it. But you can do this journaling on your phone or on your journal, whatever it is. It, but like the phone makes sense if you're out and about getting your notepad on your phone app and just ask yourself those questions or kind of answer them there or get a journal and start really using it this year to just check in with yourself every few days. Every single day would be ideal, but like every few days, let's be realistic and kind of just see what you're seeing because the when it's on paper, it becomes real and then you're able to be aware of it. If you allow things to stay in your head, oftentimes we can't get a grip on what's real and what isn't because our thoughts a lot of the time can trick us into thinking like that that is the truth if you don't 
allow yourself to kind of get comfortable with what's going on up there. And again, kind of what I just said, allow yourself silence to listen to what's on your mind, what your body's telling you. Are you stressed? Do you feel any physical tightness in your body? Are you clenching your jaw? Are you irritable? Are you kind of popping off on people for no reason? I'll notice that I'm irritable. Sometimes I'm like, what is that? Like, what is going on? Like, I don't want to be that person. And oftentimes it's because I'm frustrated with myself for not showing up for me the way that I need to and for prioritizing other people over my own needs. Unfortunate, yet very true. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. If we aren't showing up for ourselves, it's going to be really impossible to show up for others the way that we want to. These are all signs that you might need a second alone to take a break from whatever it is that you're doing. Because if you don't give yourself that break, like I mentioned, it's going to be really hard for you to kind of find time to create that break for yourself. And whatever you keep pushing off, it's just going to keep being there and it's going to get louder and it's going to get louder and it's just going to become more of a problem. So to just kind of allow yourself to look inward and kind of be like, what's going on with me? I notice a lot that I have a need for constant stimulation and I think a lot of this could be ADHD related. If you are used to that, it's really hard for you to just sit and be calm sometimes and just not have anything in front of you to distract you, you know, and anxiety is another thing. You constantly, maybe if you're anxious, you feel like you're looking for something. Let's say you're in public and you feel like in a moment where you have nothing to do, you have to check your phone. You got to check. No, you can just sit there. You, you are able to fully just stand there and not check your phone, but it's so hard for us to do that, okay? Because I notice that with me all the time. But so the need for constant stimulation, it can block you and cause you to dissociate from the things that are stressing you out in your life more often than not. And sometimes we can do that on purpose. You could be dissociating on purpose and you could be like, all right, I don't want to deal with this right now, like later. You know what I mean? You're, you're consciously making the decision to dissociate. Or other times it can be unintentional because it's just a habit, but either way we are running from the problem or the thing that we need to get done or the thing getting in our own way. So often the best way to kind of get a hold of this is to just focus on that thing that we need to get done and create a plan to get it finished or create a way to kind of tackle that. But so how do we stop self-sabotaging? Okay, first way you want to allow yourself to become aware of when you're doing it. So whenever you notice yourself kind of negotiating with yourself or trying to get out of something, that is when you're doing it. So just really try to like be conscious of your thoughts, which is probably easier said than done. But by trying to become aware of when you're doing it, you're going to be able to stop doing it. Because if we aren't paying attention to when it's happening, we might not notice it's going on. That honestly probably sounds like stupid, but like, I swear, <laughs> like it, it does sound kind of like obviously, but really just try to make it more of an intention to be aware of what's going on in your mind. Another way is to talk out loud to yourself if needed. The best way to get yourself out of your head and into your body is to remind yourself what's real. So if you don't allow yourself, sometimes like if I don't start talking out loud to myself, I'll notice I'm in a, in a conflict in my head with myself like, oh, I want to do this, but like, I don't want to do this. Or I want to, you know what I mean? But I don't want to do this. And it's like, no, what do you want? And I'm like, Michaela, nothing is as big of a deal as you're currently making it out to be with yourself. It's your life. You can make whatever choice you want. What do you want to do? You know what I mean? Or like, what should we do first? By just talking to yourself out loud, like, what do you want to do first? What do we got to tackle first? That brings you back to reality in the present moment, which we should be in all the time. But quite frankly, it's very hard to do. 
I feel like I'm always thinking about something else or the future or the past, you know what I mean, or whatever. So I, I'm sure other people can relate too. But unfortunately, by doing that and by being in the future and the past, a lot of times that just causes anxiety or depression. They say that a lot of times when you are thinking about the future all the time, you are more anxious. That's when you're experiencing anxiety. And depression often is caused by dwelling on the past. So trying to halt both of those things, the most important thing that you can literally do for yourself ever is staying present. So just trying to be where your feet are, ground yourself, and just know that no, like everything, like just focus on what's in front of you. Take the day one day at a time. It's easier said than done. I know, but I swear to God, it works. I practice it every single day. But by talking out loud to yourself, that prevents you from being in the future or the past, having anxiety or allowing depression to run the show. And it just shows you like, okay, wait, this is what we're going to do right now. Doesn't matter. Nothing else matters than this present moment right here. What are we going to do first? Because once you just start making little moves to get that one thing done, you were on a freaking, like you were just getting stuff done at that point. You want to keep going. It breaks that self-sabotaging loop. Literally nothing is as awful or as hard as your mind is making it out to be. So just stop making excuses and negotiating with yourself. This is just very bluntly put because obviously it's going to be hard to do that. You know what I mean? But I do this all the time. So that's kind of why I'm viewing it that way. Because you can make the conscious choice to stop making excuses and to stop negotiating, but you just got to be aware that you're doing it and be like, we're not doing that anymore. Like we're not getting out of yoga classes. We're not getting out of the gym. If we actually can make it to the gym, we aren't staying home when we are quite capable of going somewhere and having fun, unless we genuinely like need to work and get stuff done. Like we're not staying home for no reason. Your anxiety, anything in your brain, the things that cause you to self-sabotage Often what stops you from creating new memories and stuff too. So I'll notice myself self-sabotage sometimes in that way. But again, as I was just talking about like making excuses and negotiating. So an example would be like today I woke up and Shelby decided to go to the gym instead because she ended up sleeping just a little bit kind of over. She wouldn't have made it to the class for yoga. I could have went and got back in bed. I chose to not do that because I was like, Michaela, you're showing up how you want your future. How would your future self show up today? Oh, she'd go to the yoga class. Exactly. We're doing it. You know what I mean? No excuse. It takes more time, quite frankly, to make excuses than it does to just get started. And that's something that I notice all the time. And it literally kills me inside because I will want to get things done so, so badly. And I want to be more productive and more organized or whatever. And unfortunately for me, I find it takes way more work mentally for me to get those things done, but I still can do it. But it's just because those mental blocks that get in the way to make you think that you can't do these things. And by giving them more attention, you know what I mean? And allowing them to take up more time in your brain than they're needed, it causes you to kind of just be on that loop and it can get really ugly and it can cause a lot of other mental health problems if you allow self if you allow self-sabotage to literally be driving the car of your life, basically. So instead, we are not making excuses and we are not negotiating. And the second that we notice ourselves kind of being like, well, we could do it this, we could do this, genuinely sit and ask yourself, do I need a break right now? Or am I just trying to get out of this? Because most more times than not, at least with me, I notice that I'm just trying to get out of this or I don't feel like doing it right now. And you're really never going to feel like doing it. You just have to have the self-discipline to force yourself to get started. Because if you don't get started, you literally are going to have nobody to blame for yourself. 
in a couple years when you're looking back and you're like, why didn't I ever get there? Because you didn't allow yourself to. And it's and it's easier said than done. I'm not trying to make this seem like if, if you have serious issues with mental health and everything right now, I am giving you a full excuse. Like I'm just telling you from somebody who's struggled with mental health and struggles with mental health every single day, what helps me and how I view and how I'm able to talk to myself to kind of break those habits. But be kind to yourself and I don't want anyone to take this as like toxic advice or anything. Like I hope this comes off like helpful. The next way to stop self-sabotaging is to educate yourself and be curious. So you wanna become aware of your habits. What are you doing that your future self wouldn't do? Like, what are you currently doing that you don't want to bring into the future with you? Is that sleeping in more? Is that staying up super late? Is that like keeping your house really dirty, which is just causing your brain to be all like disorganized because you can't even figure out where to start, which obviously like valid. I've been there and it just took me not too long ago to like figure out how to fully get a, get the hang of that. But I've gotten the hang of it. And it's really empowering to show yourself that you really can do all the things that your mind says that you can't do. But basically figure out your habits, figure out what you want to bring, what you don't, and just see what you're doing. Just become aware. What, what good habits do you have that you want to continue with? And what bad habits do you have that you don't want to continue with? And you want to find what ways work best for you to stop them. How, like kind of creating a little action plan. If you're as serious as me on these types of topics, which I don't know if you will be, but if you really struggle with self-sabotaging and procrastination and you just want to educate yourself on the best ways to kind of get yourself out of them, which I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are there. I would say books and podcasts, finding books and podcasts that kind of hone in on issues that you want to change in your life. That is just a huge way to educate yourself on that. So my favorite book of all time, I'm currently rereading it. I read it last year and I'm rereading it again. And I'm trying to get in the habit of reading 10 pages a day. Of The Mountain Is You is the name of the book by Brianna Wiest. Love her. She is such a good author. I have three of her books. I have 101 essays that will change the way that you think. And I also have I'm the Hero of My Life, which is an active journal that you can do. I started it, but I didn't finish just because I only really can focus on one journal at a time. And I'm currently doing the We're Not Really Strangers. So finding ways to not overwhelm yourself, but little ways to kind of educate yourself each day on how to not fall, you know what I mean, victim to the things that you're falling victim to all the time. Once you're aware, it's a lot harder to continue on because you can recognize it more. So I'm super proud of you for listening to this podcast right now because I hope that you're getting something out of it and it just shows me that you're willing and you want to work on things in your life and I think that that's awesome. But that book changed my life. I'm not kidding. And that's why I'm rereading it because a lot of times the way that I process information in order to keep it in my mind and like not have to reread it all the time is by rereading it. So unfortunately, reading something once unless it really, really stuck with me it won't stay totally with me. And I've noticed myself self-sabotaging so much recently. And I was like, I need to read this again because I need to get this information fresh from a new perspective so I can apply it to my life and stop doing this. So definitely recommend reading that book. I will have it linked in the bio of this episode. It is also on my Amazon storefront that is linked to my bio on TikTok if you guys are coming from there. Another huge way to get professional help with this is therapy. And I'm going to do an episode on therapy and fully explain to you guys my journey with therapy and why I think it's important and why I think it's awesome to do. And also explain to you guys how you can find a therapist, like, because I feel like that's not talked about enough. 
So I'm planning to do that episode for you guys in the next couple weeks, which is super exciting. And I will talk about it more there. But basically therapy is something that is really, really nice because you can get an unbiased opinion in regards to anything that you're going through in your life. And it's good information if you find the right one. And that's another thing I'll talk about in that episode. You don't always find the right one the first time, which I think is kind of true with a lot of things in life probably. But therapy has changed my life, finding the right therapist. And I think that there's a huge stigma around therapy and people think that you only are in therapy if you have issues. And I think that's kind of funny because like who doesn't have issues? But it's it's the best way. I find the most intelligent, self-aware, amazing people have been in therapy, I find, most of the time. Um, or they're open to it as well. I don't think everybody needs to go. I mean, I have no clue, but I know that I, it's something that I currently need. And I think that it just helps you grow as a person. So in general, therapy is one huge way that if you've been thinking about getting into therapy, this is your sign, try it out and see what you think. It might really help you stop those self-sabotaging behaviors even more. Let's say if it's even more severe than what we're talking about right now. All right, next we're going to get into ways I personally self-sabotage. And I notice it in my life, which I could go on with this list for a very long time, but I will explain it in a couple. So first one, I stop myself from starting tasks a lot, a lot, a lot <laughs> to the point where it literally makes me want to fight myself. But I did that a lot over the past couple of years and it can be anywhere from waiting to just clear off my nightstand or tidy it up or my dresser like I'll look at it and it'll literally be causing me anxiety just looking at it it'll be stressing me out like oh my god that looks awful this needs to be like cleaned and I will be like oh like I just mentally won't have the capacity to just go for it and that's because I'm mentally blocking myself I do have the mental capacity and I could just do it but I'm making it this huge huge thing in my mind because my that's what it does that's what self-sabotaging does it'll make things seem so hard like you can't do them when in reality you literally can do them. It's just a mental block. So it's breaking that mental block. So for instance, one of these examples right now is a UGC course, which is the user generated content that I mentioned in the beginning. This is the biggest way for me to literally get out of my nine to five. Okay. This is exactly what I have to do. It's the biggest thing. And it's the last thing on my to-do list that I will ever get to have not done it yet. Have not done it yet. I've been chirping about it for months. I've been telling everyone, oh yeah, so I'm gonna, Michaela, shut up. Like I've started doing this thing, I'm not even kidding you, where I will not allow myself to say out loud to anybody that I'm doing something until I've already started it or I'm in the process of it or I finished it. Because by me telling, I've learned this too, by you telling people your dreams and your goals or the things that you plan on doing, you kind of get that what's the I don't know what you kind of get that um I don't know if it's a serotonin high or the dopamine rush or something you get that validation that you would normally get once you finish something or that feeling you know what I mean that hit of like really feeling good just by saying it so the second that you say it you get that reaction from the person whoever you're talking to that they're like oh that's so cool that's so exciting that's awesome and that's that kind of holds you off and gives you just enough for you to not get started. And I know that sounds crazy. Maybe. I don't know. But like, it's so true. So I would notice that. And I'm like, shit, 
I am literally telling everybody that I'm doing all these things, but like in reality, I'm not even anywhere where I'm even close to being because I just keep telling everyone all this stuff and it's like pissing me off. Like I'm actually irritated and annoyed with myself. Like now that I've noticed it, I'm like, that's like ridiculous. Like you've been saying this, but you aren't actually doing anything. So it's not that impressive and it's not that cool. You got to just get started. So even starting the podcast, I think this was something I procrastinated for a minute. Because you often make yourself feel like you need to be a professional at something right away when unfortunately the process is quote unquote the best part is what they say. (laughs) But you have to get started in order to become a professional in what you want to do. So you just got to kind of get it going. So there's never going to be a perfect time. And that's why even with the podcast, I just started before I was even ready because you're never going to be ready ever honestly. So you just got to kind of start taking the first steps and that's going to get yourself to where you want to go. But UGC, that's the biggest thing for me right now. I currently have it marked down on my to-do list for 15 minutes, UGC, like watch a video for 15 minutes. I could even make it smaller. Like if I need to do a 10 minute one, because often when you start something or you make yourself like, okay, I'm going to do just a little bit a day, 10 minutes a day. By you doing that each day, it's actually getting you to where you need to go in a small way so it doesn't seem as overwhelming. And take this um, kind of with whatever you could apply to your life. Like let's say there's something you need to do, like you want to get out of your job. Okay, so you're going to take 15 minutes every single day to be perfecting your resume or applying to jobs, right? This is what I mean. Doing the things that you need to do to get where you need to go, 15 minutes a day, whatever that may be for you. So that's the goal for me, 15 minutes a day. I'm gonna do UGC. I'm gonna try to do it after I finish recording this, but this was more of a priority for me today. I find the things that I put off the most and stop myself from starting are the things that would elevate me the most and change my life for the better. So for the longest time that was meditating. For the longest time and I just started doing that okay so I'm super super proud of myself recently because I've really just like jumped in like full-fledged in the things in the life that I want to be living and I'm proud of myself so meditating was one for a really long time going to the gym was one for a really long time um because you always feel like you have to be perfect with your form like no through repetition through everything that you're doing you learn from watching videos from being a amateur that's how you become a beginner from being a beginner that's how you become let's say moderate in what you're doing, and then you become advanced, vice versa. Going to yoga, it stopped becoming, oh, we should do yoga to, okay, we're doing yoga this Sunday. So every Sunday morning I do yoga, and then I've been trying to do it one day a week before work. We just started this last week, but I did yoga twice this week. I did it Wednesday and today, which is Friday. Did I? What am I doing? No, I didn't. I'm lying. I did it on Sunday and on Friday, I think. No, I was right. Actually, I did it on Sunday, Wednesday, and on Friday. So like, this is my whole point. Less talking, more doing. Less, oh, we'll do this, we should do this more often to, all right, let's put it on the calendar. When are we doing this again? By giving yourself a plan, you do not set yourself up to fail because like I said in the past, you really can't stop somebody with a plan. It would be hard to, or it would be harder to. I would not do the dishes or I wouldn't start doing the dishes. I would not do laundry or like put off doing laundry working on my podcast, even like I just told you guys today, snoozing my alarm clock. It would cause me to skip my morning workout when I genuinely want to do that. And it makes me, one, feel the best in the mornings for the rest of the day, but also it gives me my nights, which then set me up to have the time to do the things that I'm talking to you guys about right now, which is my podcast and finding ways to get out of my nine to five and having that 15 minutes to do my UGC 
research basically to like do the things I need to do. So by me self-sabotaging and snoozing that alarm and then having to work out at night because it's I will end up working out still. I'm just not going to have that time to do all that stuff for my future self. So it just becomes a very stressful process. Once you start allowing yourself to negotiate and make excuses, you just get in your own way and you kind of ruin your whole day and you ruin your mood and your mental health's probably worse that day or you're more anxious. So your brain convinces you that things are going to take too long and it prevents you from starting. And that's something that I see with all of these things. I'm like, oh, that's going to take forever. Or, oh, I don't know if I really feel like that today. Maybe I'll start that tomorrow. No. We aren't starting tomorrow. We are starting today. That's it. No excuses. We are starting today. Even if it's five minutes, even if it's three minutes, even if it's two minutes. And we're going to get into that right in a second. I cannot wait to tell you the next thing. A lot of times too, I'll prevent myself from doing things that make me uncomfortable. Or I should say I used to do this. I don't really do this anymore, but it prevents me from trying new experiences, which would help me just grow as a person, but instead it keeps me stagnant, which is not what we want like at all. So by allowing ourselves to not go and do the things that make us uncomfortable, we are just staying the same because you're, you probably want to be trying new things. Maybe I know that's what I want to be doing. So when I allow myself to make excuses, I'm just not showing up for myself at all. Another huge one that I'm going to touch on a little bit more, I've already kind of talked to you guys about this, was negotiating with yourself. So we're going to stop negotiating with ourselves altogether. So once you notice that you're doing it, it's easier to stop it. These are all the ways that I negotiate with myself recently that I've noticed. I'll try to skip the gym when I'm capable of going. and It's not like I need a rest day or anything like that. I just genuinely maybe don't want to go because I don't feel like going out in public or I feel mentally drained from my job that day, or bad mental health in general that day. I don't feel like interacting with people some days. Unfortunately, that happens. We're all sometimes getting moods, or I'll be in my head, and I'll just be like, oh, I don't really want to do anything today. And sometimes I need that. And that's the difference between knowing when you need a break and knowing when you are making excuses because you just don't want to force yourself to do the things that make you uncomfortable, which for me can happen sometimes. So just another way I notice that. But I find that going and doing that thing that I don't want to do always makes me feel better. So I've gotten way better at just like doing these things because I've seen the pattern. I've done all the things that I'm currently teaching you and telling you to do, becoming aware of it and noticing it because the, sec the first step is becoming aware. If you're not aware, you can't fix it. You just don't even realize it's happening. So by going and doing it, it always makes me feel literally so much better. Working out always makes me feel better. That's why I always pretty much will push myself to do it unless I need a rest day. I always will take at least one rest day, but some weeks I might need two rest days and that's okay. But I just want you to know you can do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. And that's why we're done negotiating and we're done stopping ourselves from starting. We're just doing it. There's no excuses this year, okay? Nothing, no excuse. There could be a few. I would I would accept some excuses, okay? But like the BS ones, no, we're not dealing with those. I just want to apologize because I already know this episode is going to be a long one, but I think it needs to be a long one because I think there's so much to say about self-sabotaging and procrastinating. I honestly could make them into two separate episodes. So I don't know. I could do that, but I don't know if I'm going to. I kind of want to create it in one. So I'm sorry that this one may be a little longer. Another big way that I can self-sabotage is just due to the fact that I do struggle with social anxiety sometimes. 
um, more times than others. And it's not all the time in social settings. It's just randomly in certain things, certain situations that kind of set it off more than others. This one is for everybody that experiences social anxiety and you're going to get it. And if you get it, you probably do have social anxiety, even if you don't realize that you do. If you're avoiding eye contact with strangers in public, you are getting in your own way big time and you're self-sabotaging yourself because I've done this so much in the past two years, but I've been aware of it. I've become way more aware of it than I used to, and I'm choosing to change it. When you're in a low place and you're in a place where you just don't feel good about yourself and you have so much stuff going on in your life and you are lost and confused, this is often when you'll notice this the most. And I would notice it in the way that I would carry myself. And I'm like, what the frick? Like, this is not how I am. And I'm an outgoing bubbly person. And it's hard whenever you know that you're just not quite as in touch with yourself as you once were. But it's a normal part of life. And you got to go through these things in order to kind of find yourself and kind of switch things around. So just a little reminder. But again, it often comes from not feeling confident in yourself and where you are in your life currently. And it's okay. And it's normal. And I'm here to help switch that up because we don't allow that behavior anymore. We don't want that. By us avoiding eye contact, we are literally blocking so many good things from coming in. You need to take up space, walk confidently, and remember who you are because you're amazing. I truly mean that. You are amazing. Even if you don't feel that way and even if you don't currently tell yourself that, you need to start and just know that even if you don't feel that way about yourself, that I feel that way about you and that's enough, okay? But we want to get you on the same page. Stop taking things personal. Another huge one. The look someone gave you, it isn't a representation of you. It's a representation of them. And maybe they are they have stuff going on in their life that you have no clue about. You know, everybody does. You don't even know everything going on in the people closest to you in their lives probably. So imagine a stranger. Nothing's personal. And the second you allow yourself to believe that, your life is going to change drastically. By avoiding eye contact and not smiling at strangers, you may be blocking the right connections, people, and blessings from coming into your life because your energy doesn't come off as welcoming. People often will match your energy. I've noticed this even at work. Um, if I, The way that I will greet a patient really sets the tone for how that appointment goes. You know what I mean? And always I'll try to be like my most like on itself, but some days I just don't, you know what I mean? Some days maybe I'm not there and I do show up always kind, welcoming as much as I can, but some days I'm more confident than others. And I saw this really come to fruition over the past couple of years where I didn't feel super myself and I did, you know what I mean? Show up anyways, physically and be that person. And I would notice if I acted a certain way where like I would avoid eye contact sometimes and I would just like be doing my thing as I always do. It's less personable. You need to force yourself to like talk, make small talk with someone. It's not as scary as you think it is. Make that eye contact. Your anxiety is what's stopping you from doing that. And the thoughts in your head are what's stopping you from doing that. So stop doing that. Okay. All right, next, we are getting into procrastination. Procrastination is the action of delaying or postponing something. So the longer that we wait to start, the less likely we are to start. And quite frankly, we then don't want to start because we are very much so complacent in the comfort of our day-to-day, whether it's serving us or not. We often will try to avoid change or new things, even if we want to do things. I think a lot of it, it comes from the fear of failure or never getting where we want to go. We think that, oh, we're never going to get there. Or, oh my goodness, like there's a chance I fail if I start to do this or I'll look stupid if I go to a workout class and don't know what I'm doing. No. Okay. First of all, no one cares as much as you think that they do. 
I promise. Okay. Everybody starts somewhere. If anybody's laughing at you because you look like you don't know what you're doing again, nothing's personal. They clearly have some insecurities that they need to sort out within themselves. It has nothing to do with you and you can't be embarrassed unless you allow yourself to be embarrassed. Nothing's embarrassing unless you let yourself feel that way. Like you trip and a stranger sees laugh at yourself. It's really not a big deal. It's funny. It is funny. Like I, no, no one cares as much as you think. Nothing's as serious as your mind makes it out to be. The main cause of procrastination per Google, I just Googled this. It can be linked to depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, ADHD, or poor study habits. People who procrastinate tend to have high levels of anxiety as well as poor impulse control. Yeah, it's pretty on point, I would say, <laughs> with all of that. And it makes sense. I think that if somebody doesn't struggle with mental health as much, they might be more capable doing day-to-day -day activities that might be hard for people who do struggle with anxiety, ADHD, like I do. Like I personally do, and I know Abby, my best friend, she constantly is able to get so much shit done. And I'm like, dude, how does organization and productivity come so easily to you? And I've literally, I'm like, I wish, like, I'm so jealous of anybody that it comes that easy to, because I have to work extra hard to get things done, but I still can show up in that way. And you just have to educate yourself, unfortunately, and come up with a little process that works for you, but it comes easier to some people and that's okay. So don't be hard on yourself if you notice that. But I personally know I struggle with all of those things from time to time and anxiety and ADHD mainly are what I kind of see in my day to day. ADHD, yeah, unfortunately, that one's loud and clear in my life, um, where honestly probably should be medicated for that. Um, but anxiety, that kind of comes and goes more often. Certain environments maybe would cause it, like if I'm at work or um, like I said, if I just like don't feel like socializing or something sometimes in like, I don't know, crowded places or people I don't know. I don't know. Certain things like that, random things that honestly are really, really stupid and shouldn't give me anxiety, not to invalidate that. But I know that my logic knows that I shouldn't feel that way. And I do feel that way from time to time. So, um, but that is what I notice in my life most. And I've seen my patterns and how I can self-sabotage tremendously and hold myself back. So, that is why being in a career that I don't feel fully fulfilled in, it can I can experience many feelings of anxiety and depression from that. And I'm constantly trying to live outside of my comfort zone for that reason. So that's one huge way that I've kind of seen it come to fruition in my life. Comfortability in your life is okay. And obviously that's going to happen. And we do like comfort, obviously. But, but when we're too comfortable, that can be dangerous because it likely means that we're trying to avoid new experiences sometimes like we don't want to try new things because we're like oh we do things this way this is cool I always work out in the gym why would I want to try a workout class if you don't try that workout class you don't know if it's going to be the best thing to ever happen to you and maybe show you what your new career path is supposed to be and light up a new passion that you didn't even know existed because if you didn't have that experience you simply wouldn't know you know what I mean so this is all stuff I've been learning. Like if you don't go and try new things, you're not going to know. Everything happens for a reason. It shifts you exactly where you need to be to learn the things you need to learn when you learn them. But for example, so with my career, I switched from working at an office every single day to temping. So for me, the way that that's helped like push myself out of my comfort zone, I knew it was going to do that. And I chose it on purpose because I was like, Michaela, you are too complacent 
it's dangerously depressing for you right now to stay where you are. You are going to be creating a very slippery slope. Not to say that no one should work a nine to five, but for me, it wasn't good for my mental health and I was noticing that. So I was like, all right, we need to switch it up and do something else. So, but the ways that that's helped me, it keeps an environment that I feel is no longer serving me more interesting. So it allows me to enjoy my job more because it doesn't seem like the same old shit that I've been doing. You know what I mean? That goes hand in hand with just making it more interesting. It forces me out of my comfort zone to make new connections and to help keep me out of my head somewhat. Because when I'm at the same place every day and I know exactly where everything's going, it's really easy for me. Like that, my job in general, I don't know. I know my friends can relate to this as dental hygienists. Like it's the perfect job to dwell and think and overthink and be anxious because you're not really talking to that patient because your hands are in their mouth. You know what I mean? Like you talk to them a little bit in the beginning, you talk to them a little bit during, like, you know what I mean? A little, and then at the end, but most of the time you're not, it's just you. So if your thoughts aren't good, unfortunately you're with them all day. So for me, switching things up and going out of my comfort zone helps keep me grounded, helps kind of just keep me focused on like, oh, this is what I'm like thinking about my work day, which is what I should be doing. But when my work day is so the same, I'm, I'm a professional at it. I know what I'm doing. I don't even have to think about it at that point because it's all like second nature. Like I don't even have to do anything. So that complacency and repetitiveness can cause it to be really depressing for me. So switching it up has really helped with that. So temping, but by temping the last year, I knew it would help me with maintaining dental hygiene until I was able to fully step away from it, which my goal, by the way, is to step away from it by July of 2023. So this, I, I, have, I gave myself on the 16th of January. I was like, all right, six months, I'm out of here. So I'm giving myself a date because if I have a date, I'm going to be more inclined to like get it going. So I also recommend that in procrastinating. If you're trying to get stuff done, set deadlines for yourself. Like I'm going to be done with the dishes by five o'clock. I'm going to be done. You know what I mean? Just give yourself a little time frame. I'm going to be done at my job in six months. I'm going to be done at my job by this specific day because then you're working towards something. Put it on your mirror so that you never stop thinking about it and you can keep your goal close to mind. I would say over the past couple years, maybe even since I graduated college, I've been on a path of forcing myself out of my comfort zone. I'm not afraid to get uncomfortable at all. Like I know that that's necessary for me to grow and necessary to find where I'm meant to be in life. So I'm not going to stay at a job that sucks. Sorry. Okay. If I'm there for a month and I already know it's trash and I don't want to be there, like that's why I've been through the amount of jobs I've been through as a dental hygienist because I'm not going to stay somewhere I'm getting disrespected. Like, and I'm not going to apologize for that. Like you shouldn't either. If you're in a place that's negatively affecting you mentally and you're there all the time, think about how much you work. It's going to affect you so bad. So just in general, not allowing yourself to kind of stay stuck and all of that has really helped. But trying new workout classes is a huge thing for me. I love hot yoga. I'm so into it. I tried it probably like a year ago for the first time and then I didn't do it again for like six more months. And then I got into it again recently and I'm sticking with it. I love it. I want to try Pilates. I want to try spin class. I'm open to trying anything once when it comes to that kind of stuff and even just traveling, like people were like, where do you want to go? Cause I'm like, I want to go out of the country. I'm like anywhere, like anywhere. I want to go everywhere. I want to see everything. I want to try new experiences. I want to skydive. I want to bungee jump. I want to do it all. Okay. I'm not setting limits on myself because once you start setting limits, you're capping yourself and it's fun to keep it interesting. I apologize. I'm going on a bunch of tangents, but 
basically you get the point. So now I'm actually on a journey to do all the things that I wanna do instead of actually just talking about them. So if I'm interested in getting my dog trained, we're doing it. If I'm interested in taking singing lessons, which I am, both of these things, we're gonna be doing it as soon as we can afford it. I want a new car, as soon as I can afford it, we're making it happen. We're in the process of making it happen. We're not talking anymore. So I hope that that helps to motivate you guys too. So how to stop procrastinating? We're gonna stop thinking and we're gonna start doing. The more we allow ourselves to think about something, it's just like I've explained so much already in this episode, we're literally just like kind of doing circles. Like we're wasting time. It's like you're driving around looking for the restaurant, but you're missing the restaurant on purpose. That's kind of what I would describe it as. You're driving around like, oh, next time I go around here, I'll get it. No, why would you do that? You're hungry, go and get it. Like park and go to the restaurant. I hope you guys understand my analogies, I really do. The longer you allow yourself to think about it, the less likely you're going to do it, AKA self-sabotaging. The next thing I tell you, is gonna change your life, okay? Like tremendously. So buckle up and get ready because I just learned this the other day and it's already done so much for me. It is called the two minute rule. And I found this in a TikTok. His at is James the fourth. So if you wanna look him up on TikTok, I think his video had like 2 million views. So like it's going extremely viral for good reason because it's just so good. Like I, I can't even tell you how good this is. But he referenced James Clear. I think is his name or Clar, James Clar, um, the author of Atomic Habits. So Atomic Habits is a book that I want to read, honestly. So Shelby Sacco, the girl that I took her course, I told you guys about, that's one of like the many books that changed her life. So basically he's referencing this book and basically what it is simplistic is if you can do something in under two minutes, you do it now, right this second, you get it over with. I started doing this on Tuesday and it's already totally changed my life. I'm not even kidding you in the way that I'll get things done. I've been referencing any time that I see something that I could put off. I'm like, mm, would this take two minutes? Like how long would this take? And asking myself that question. It's helped me check so many things off my to-do list for the day that I normally would continue pushing to the next day or the next day and so on. So basically what he explains is he would walk around his apartment, the guy who made the TikTok, he would walk around his apartment and he would look at his dishes. He was looking at ways to tidy up basically his house at first. And he would look at his dishes and he'd be like, would this take two minutes? You would ask yourself that. He wanted to try to tidy up his house. That was his main goal. So he would start walking around and he would see something like the dishes, for example. And he would ask himself, does this take more than two minutes to do? And then you answer, no, most of the time it doesn't. And then the whole thing is just do it. No excuses, babes. Okay, literally no excuses. We are just going to do it. It's helped me so much. It's helped me be so productive this week. So much extra productivity has been happening because of this two minute rule. And I swear to God, once you start doing it, it's going to change your life. So also he would look brushing his teeth. Does this take two minutes? Does this take more than two minutes? No. All right, let's do it right now. Flossing. Does this take more than two minutes? No, let's do it right now. How many of you are like, oh, I don't really have time to floss. Okay, I'm a dental hygienist. You already know. <laughs> flossing literally doesn't take any time it, it takes more time for you to put it off than it does for you to just open that floss container and do it imagine the positive results that your gums and your mouth and your significant other okay they're gonna want to be all over you if you're flossing more okay so for the love of god let's start brushing and flossing this year guys 
I'm just totally messing around a little bit of shade, but not really <laughs> just basically floss because it really isn't that hard. And I swear to God, it's the best thing you can do. Your mouth will feel so much more clean. So from the TikTok, he said that he made his own variation of this two minute rule. So he would use it for like those types of things first to tidy his house. And then he started using it towards things that were really challenging for him or things that were hard to get started with. So for example, reading. UGC for me, like getting started with a course or whatever you want to do for your career, maybe to switch careers or something you want to learn, like taking Spanish, maybe Duolingo, um, tidying a surface, swiffering, vacuuming, doing a project for work. Like for me, it's the podcast, like sitting, it's just sitting down and doing it. Right. So he started applying that to all of the challenging things as well. And he would set a timer for two minutes and would just read for two minutes. Let's say if he was trying to read and then he would stop, he'd close the book. Most of the time what happened was that he would want to keep doing that task and you want to do it for way more than two minutes because you're enjoying it. So it's just the whole point, guys. It's like so crazy. We'll have these mental blocks, right? Once we get started, we just allow ourselves to take that first step and put a timer on. It becomes a game almost. And you're kind of like, oh, how much can I get done in two minutes? And by having that two minute time frame, you notice like, okay, cool. I'm doing a little bit. Like I'm becoming 1% better today by even just reading for two minutes. Right. But you're allowing yourself to experience that new thing that you've been putting off for so long. And most of the time your brain is like, wow, this is actually really cool. We should keep doing this. And then it gets you started and then allows you to get that momentum that you haven't been able to get prior. So how long does it take to get dressed to go work out about a minute, go get dressed, right? By taking that first step and getting started, it's showing yourself that it isn't that hard and it motivates you to keep going. So, okay, you're already in a cute workout outfit. All right, now you kind of do want to go to the gym. So you go to the gym, give yourself two minutes, just two freaking minutes. I'm going to walk on the treadmill. All right, well, now you're already like kind of working up a sweat and you're enjoying it and it feels good. So then you end up staying there longer and then you're like, oh, I could work out. You see what I mean? Do you see what I mean? I love this. I think this is so cool. There is no perfect time, babes. No perfect time to get started, okay? You just gotta get started and you'll notice once you start moving, you really get that momentum, like I said, and you really don't wanna stop at all. And then also another way to help with procrastination would be a countdown out loud. So let's say, whatever, you're doing the two minute roll and you're doing that, but maybe you wanna try something else. Countdown out loud once you start thinking of doing something that you should be doing or you wanna get it done, out loud, okay? Five, four, three, two, on one, you're up. You're moving and you're grooving. You're tidying up your desk. You're going to tell yourself to go do that one thing that you were putting off by you counting down out loud. That makes you kind of like, all right, let's go. Another thing that helps with procrastinating feeling the feeling you get after you accomplish something that you've been putting off is seriously so amazing and so rewarding. I can't even begin to tell you. It makes you feel so unstoppable and you'll notice huge confidence from what you, you'll notice a huge confidence increase in yourself because you're keeping promises to yourself and you're showing yourself that you can trust your word and you will show up for yourself to get the things done that you need to get done. Because if you can't rely on you, why do you want to rely on anyone else? Rely on you. Like if you can't even trust yourself, it's going to be hard for you to trust other people, which it might be anyways, but that's unrelated. I get it. I also have a hard time trusting people, but you know, most of the time it's for a good reason. You are capable, okay? And we need to engrave that in our skulls this year. You want to be doing affirmations daily, okay? For how you want to show up and the person that you want to be. And don't wait till you start feeling a certain way. 
Like, don't wait till, oh, now I feel confident. Like, you want to decide to already show up and already act the way that you are affirming and wanting to be in the future. Because you do become just that once you're showing up daily with the qualities that you want to have to give off every day, if that makes sense. So even if you feel like it's unnatural at first, it genuinely will become the way that you are. So you're saying that I'm confident, right? I am confident. By you saying that out loud, it's showing yourself, this is how I want to show up, confident. Like you already are starting the day off on that note where it doesn't really give insecure thoughts a chance because you're starting your day off with such positive ones about yourself. And then the thoughts that you're telling yourself every day, they're genuinely going to come to fruition naturally, even if they feel unnatural to tell yourself at first, if that makes sense. What you tell yourself is what comes out to others and the way that you kind of show yourself in public and with other people. It's just your energy kind of changes. You become what you tell yourself. And that's why affirmations are so important and you want to be conscious of your thoughts because by not being conscious of your thoughts, you're giving, you're giving the steering wheel over to anxiety and like self-doubt and self-limiting beliefs and just all the things that we don't want to drive the car basically. So just becoming aware is the first step. I would say this is one thing that really, really, really helps me stop procrastinating when I notice it's happening the most because it's a super scary thought that motivates me. It's very scary. I don't like this thought, but, and that thought is that there's no one to blame for me not getting where I want to go or the person that I strive to be, but myself. So I refuse to look back on myself disappointed that I didn't take the steps to do more for myself because I know the life I'm capable of living and I know the life that I want to have. I saw a video probably about a year ago and it was kind of crazy. It was like, and this thought might seem really natural to some people, but for some reason for me, it wasn't quite clicking. And I saw a video that basically was like exactly what I just said, that the only person you have to blame for not getting where you want to go is you. And I just was like, shit, I'm not doing what the things I need to be doing right now to get myself to where I need to go. And it was like a huge slap in the face and a huge reality check for me. So that honestly gave me a wake up call that I needed to start kind of getting my life in order. Like no one's going to come and help you. Like you're not 15 years old anymore. You have to do this shit yourself. No one's going to come and get you to where you want to go and achieve your dreams and goals for you. You literally have to show up for yourself and put an action plan into place or it might not happen. And unfortunately, like, I'm sorry, I can't live with that. Like there's, that is the scariest thought to me to think that I might not end up where I want to go or I might half-ass my life. You will not catch me half-assing my life, even if the odds are stacked against me as they have been most of my life. I'm not going to let that shit happen ever. And that's speaking from somebody who has severely struggled with mental health. So I want this to be motivating and I want this to be a lesson that if you struggle and you feel helpless, that you can always turn it around and you can still achieve the things that you want to achieve. There's more to life than where you currently are. I promise you that. If you're currently struggling as the majority of the world is in some way, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to seek help. So Hell, if anything, I think it's brave and like the most inspiring thing that you can do for yourself. And I'm very proud of you. If that's what you want to be doing and that's what you're up to and you want to be getting help. I, I've been there and I'm there. Like I also like I've gotten help. Like and not that I was at a, at a point where I was teetering or like, you know what I mean, to, to an extreme. But I was really not doing great at one point in my life. And it would be very dark in my mind. And I just knew that that's not the life that I am supposed to be living. And I... 
am doing everything in my power to become the best person that I can. And I just want that to be a lesson that like anyone, no matter what's going on, like there is always, if there's a will, there's a way always everybody in the world is always working on themselves in some way, whether they are acknowledging it or aware of it or not, it's normal and it's life. And if you're not working on something, that's not a good sign. Like I've already mentioned earlier in the episode, therapy is a great option that I will be doing an episode on, on my journey, all that stuff. And I want to end the stigma also on the fact that therapy, like something has to be wrong with you to be in therapy because like that couldn't be farther from the truth. And I think that it's just, it's really cool. And I think that it's the best way to learn about you, which I think everybody wants to learn about themselves and like ways that they can stop self-sabotaging and stop getting in their own way in all aspects of their life, whether you're blocking relationships from coming into your life that could be good for you, whether you're blocking good career possibilities that can be coming into your life. There's so many ways that we self-sabotage. It's not just like the productivity stuff I'm talking about. It can genuinely be showing up to where you need to go, being with the person that you want to be with for the rest of your life. If you can't show up for them and you can't be with them, that's a you thing, you know? So that's another way that you can self-sabotage as well. If you're not able to be emotionally available, you got to you got to fix that if you do want to get there. You know what I mean? There's got to be there's got to be a point where you kind of switch that. And the last way I would recommend to kind of just kick freaking procrastination's butt is to create a plan to help you stay on track. And I've talked about that a ton, but basically the ways that I personally do that, I did take a course Um, If you guys are ever interested in kind of taking that step to just invest in yourself a little bit more and force yourself to sit down and take the time to complete this, which I did. It's um, Shelby Sacco's course. It's Sad to Savage. I love it. It was so good. It was six weeks and I finished it just like yesterday. So highly recommend doing that. It gave me all it gave me a complete plan for me to stay on track with my habits that I want to form for me to continue on and just make sure I'm making all the time that I have to kind of educate myself on getting out of my career, all that stuff. It basically, it's, it's the best. I highly recommend. I now have a morning and a nighttime routine that I follow and I'm just able to try new experiences and new things and just feel really motivated and just like I can basically do anything. So I highly, highly recommend if you ever want to do something like that to check out her course. And I will put a link to that in my bio also. I'm not working with her or anything, but like I genuinely just love her and I think she's the best. It was totally, totally worth the money. And she does offer payment plans as well. Sometimes things will cost like a large amount of money. But if you know what you want for your life and you know that you're willing to invest in yourself, it's going to come into fruition. It's going to multiply in your life in other ways. You're going to see that money come back because you're going to have that energy that's just kind of coming out in all the areas of your life from whatever it is that you're learning. You know what I mean? But I also will do to-do list every single night where I will write what I need to get done so I don't have to do it the day of because that's just not going to happen for me. I have to do it that night so I can wake up and before I go to bed that night, I'll visualize my day. And so what that means is I will think, okay, I'm getting up at this time. My outfit for the gym is already picked out and it's on my dresser. My lunch is packed in the fridge. My breakfast, I already know what I'm eating in the morning. My recovery aminos and creatine are packed in my workout bag. Like I'm not going to forget anything. I have a meditation that I'm going to do in the morning. Um, picked out. I have my workout screenshotted. Like it takes away all the planning, all the hard stuff that can get in your way sometimes from you getting that stuff done. 
So I'll go through my entire day. All right, I'm working at this place. I have to leave by this time to get there on time. I'll be there until five. I'm going to do this after work. I'm going to walk Marshall before work and after work, like all that stuff. And then I start getting ready for bed at a certain time every night. So just setting a plan, creating a morning and a nighttime routine, I think would be huge also. Um, just for you to kind of make sure you're getting that sleep and making sure you have enough time in your day to get the stuff done that you need to do. But um just create a plan, basically. You get the point. And just investing time in yourself. So that is all for today's episode. I hope you guys loved it. I personally think that it's really going to touch a lot of lives. And I think that it's going to help people. And I really hope it does, at least, because I know that all that information I hold so near and dear to my heart. And these are the things that kind of help pull me out of these struggles with self-sabotaging and procrastinating when I just can't seem to even like, when I feel like I'm drowning in those issues. But I hope you loved it. And if you did, please rate the pod five stars. I would love to hear anything. You also can rate the podcast, like rate a review on, I think, Spotify um, or something like that. You definitely can leave a review. And if you would, I would literally kiss you on the lips. I would be so excited if you did that. So please leave a review. I would love to read it. It just makes me really happy. And it just reminds me like that this, that I am really helping people. And I love, I love being able to see that life update. All right. So I'm going to Florida tomorrow. Literally my flight leaves. I'm going to the airport at like 4.30. Flights leave at like 7. And I will be there until the 26th. So I want to say that's like next Wednesday or Thursday. Not quite sure. Haven't packed yet. I'm going to do that when I get off of here. And um, so yeah, basically that's kind of the situation. I will be in Florida with Abby and her family. Her mom retired she worked 35 years. She's a house for 35 days in Orlando. So we're going to go to Cocoa Beach. We're going to go to Hollywood Studios. A little sad we're not going to Universal Studios, but it's okay because I'm going to make it happen this year, even if I go by myself. I'm all about doing things alone this year. I've already told you guys that. So whether I'm going on dates by myself, like I do want to take myself out to like a fancy dinner. I do want to go to the movies by myself frequently, to be honest, um, just to like experience that. But I definitely want to do it like pretty soon. But so I'm excited for my vacay. I'm off work. So, you know, I'm already super happy with that. I got the podcast done. So I don't have to worry about it next week. There's still going to be one. This will be the episode that comes out while I'm in Florida. So I'm very proud of myself for that because I do want to make sure I'm getting ahead of the podcast and staying consistent. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where we are. So I'll be there having a ball, hanging out with Abby and her fam. Other than that life update, like I told you, I've been struggling kind of with work, but I know I'm making the steps necessary to get out of my job, which is really good. And I got my nails and toes done yesterday. That's one thing. And um, they look so freaking good. My nails look bomb, but my toe, okay, for some reason, like, I don't know what they did. My like toe is like looking a little infected from something that they, I don't know what the heck happened. So I'm not loving that. But that's that's a little random life update. Just big time, not making excuses this year and doing everything that I can to kind of show up for myself and plan exciting things um, for the year, music festivals, traveling, staying on track with my goals and creating plans for me just so I can make everything kind of come to fruition. But basically that is the life update. So not too much to say other than the fact that I'm traveling and very excited to do so. So excited to be in Florida. You don't even know, okay? You don't even know. It's exactly what I need. I need to be in the sun. Do I wish I was a little more tan? Yes. Am I trying to get into self-tanning weekly? 
yeah, but like, I know that that's going to take like a lot of time. It's not going to take a lot of time. See what I mean? This exactly, I'm trying to already freaking get out of doing self tanner, which is something I want to try. It's just because I have to educate myself on which one to get. And I also want my face to be tanned too. And I don't want it to like make me break out, whatever. You get the point. I'm pretty freaking pale right now. So, <laughs> but my mental health tip of the week would be to force yourself out of your comfort zone this week to try one thing that you've really been wanting to do that you've been putting off. So for example, that could be going and trying a new coffee place where you live or going to a little shop that you wanted to going somewhere in your city or somewhere in general. Maybe it's traveling, going somewhere on a trip or take yourself on a date, go to the movies by yourself, something like that. Do that for yourself this week. I'm going to try to do that the week I get back from my trip, but definitely try that out and please let me know if you do so. I hope that you do, but I love you guys so freaking much. Thank you for always listening and always being so positive and sending me so many great things and letting me know. I love hearing things from you guys. If something's touching your life, something that you want me to talk about on the podcast, I'm always open to talking about what you guys want to hear. So please keep talking to me and sharing with me things that you want because that helps me know what to touch on. But other than that, I can always come up with stuff. But things I'm thinking about in the coming weeks are the therapy episode I told you about and then also um, an episode on anxiety, depression, ADHD. I'm going to definitely do an episode on all of that, I think. I could do those episodes like separate just to themselves, but I think I would like to kind of do them all in one. Let me know your thoughts on that, but love you so much. Have a great freaking week and remember to stay positive and stay present. Love you. Bye. I might be a little crazy and try to record while I'm in Florida. Okay. So we'll see if that happens, but I will see you guys next Monday.